Hello, and welcome to Hard at Play, Roommates Gaming's bi-weekly video game-focused podcast. I'm your host, Justin. There's Josh. Way over there is JT joining us for a special week. And down there, Michael Truesdale. He's a member of our Discord. Hi. He's very vocal. He joins in. Welcome, guys. Hello. Good to be here. I'm, I'm happy to have you guys here. Today, there's a lot of stuff that we could talk about. <clears throat> we could talk about... The Devolver Digital Showcase. We could talk about the Nintendo Direct that went live this morning for eight minutes. That Shimagami Tensei. Tensei yep. That's all we're going to say about it. We got Shimagami Tensei 5. We're going to move on. Uh, the Cadence of Hyrule stuff is cool and whatever. I can't remember what else they showed in that. Uh, we could talk about that. <laughs> we, <laughs> we could talk about. <laughs> I'm sorry. You okay, Michael? A break him? <laughs> there's so many things we could talk about what are we going to talk about i'm excited to know well I'm there's gonna, only I'm, one I'm, reason i'm, I'm gonna here. tell you we are gonna talk exclusively about the ubisoft conference the video that they put oh, up thank god yep i was no, worried it was gonna be the last of us too yeah that's exactly what we're talking about we're talking about the last oh, of us too for the no. entire episode this week minus all this bullshit at the beginning because we have to do this this regular rigmarole anyway so like i said this is the Hard at Play podcast. It goes up on YouTube and podcast services every other Friday at 12 o'clock. Usually, we try to do that. Um, don't hold us to it. Uh, every other Friday, we put up the Sauces Tray, which is our nonsense podcast where we talk about nonsensical things. And we do that a lot, and it's a whole lot of fun. You should check that out, too. On Mondays, we put up our gameplay videos on YouTube.com slash Roommates Gaming. There is not an audio equivalent for that because Josh doesn't like you that much. <laughs> You don't think it'd be very fun to just listen to our game play? <laughs> I listen to Critical Role on audio. I mean, let's see. That's, that's less visual. You can't see why the hell we're laughing. Excuses. When, you know, Excuses. We, <laughs> Eric's been launched up into the air and we catch him. Like, what the hell do they start wheezing for? You, th you, throw, in, you throw in abuse on Eric and I have to agree with you. Damn it, you pulled a trump card. <laughs> <laughs> just make two versions and one version is descriptive audio where one of you literally describes everything as it happens on the screen it's the asmr descriptive audio to narrate what's happening on the screen that's yep. good we should do that at least once and now they're throwing eric into the air <laughs> he does a triple axel and he's been caught. We had a silent video for april fool's day this year it's always april fool's <laughs> next year uh on top of watching our videos and listening to our sweet, soothing sounds on your podcast services, check us out on Twitch, Instagram, join our Discord and be part of our stupid conversations. The descriptions and links for all of that is in the description below this video. So please check it out. And now, guys, we're going to talk about The Last of Us 2, Ghost which is... The Last of Us right. Two, which is why the Last of Us Two, right? Yeah, which is why it's on the screen behind Michael because he did a better job setting up for this than I did. So, oh. <laughs> that was that's really my intention for this little monitor over here, but I put it there and never put shit on it. Like I just never even hooked it up. So anyway, we're gonna I'm get really into this stuff. I'm in Japan. It's <laughs> Go. All right. Full disclosure: We're playing Ghost of Tsushima right now, and it keeps popping up in conversation because. <laughs> We're enjoying it, too. I'm enjoying it, at least, and I believe the other gentlemen are as well. Uh, I was trying not to talk about it. As buggy <laughs> as that game could be, it's a lot of fun. But 
we're going to move on to a different type of bugs, cordyceps, which are actually a fungus, not a bug at all. And we're going to talk about The Last of Us. So, gentlemen. Good transition. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> Let's start at the beginning. All of us have played The Last of Us Part 1 because it is a good game. Uh, I know. Uh, yeah, I know myself and Michael played it a long time. All right, I gotta, I gotta put this to bed real quick. Michael or Truesdale? Which way are we going with it? Now that I've doxed you and given your full name, uh, a lot of people call me Truesdale. A lot of people call me Michael. All right, I'll answer to either. Michael Truesdale. So I know <laughs> myself and Michael right. Truesdale played it well <laughs> a long time ago, and we enjoyed it. Uh, did you play it at release or the remastered version? Uh, or? I played it, played it uh, over the holiday 2014 okay so yeah uh, like, played it, so it was after the remaster yeah, came out got you uh and josh i know you started it a long time ago but you didn't actually finish it then right yeah and same. the same with you jt okay yep. cool so i played it for the remaster when it came to ps4 and i loved that game uh my brother played it on playstation 3 and told me how good it was and i'm just like all right, I respect your opinions on some things, but not a lot. And then I actually checked it out for the remaster, and it's great. I, I loved it. I loved it from start to finish. Uh, so the whole recap there, man loses daughter 20 years later, gets a surrogate daughter, has to take her across the country, and there's, like, not zombies, but kind of zombies, and they're trying to eat everybody, and there's factions of people trying to survive and find a way to cure the zombiness that's not zombiness. And they need to kill this little girl that this man has now taken across the country to create a vaccine to stop the not zombiness. It's a good recap. Uh, good job. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. So okay. when he find when this man finds out, Joel, that they are going to kill this girl, Ellie, he saves her from certain destruction and kills all, all the people that he can see at the time that had anything to do with possibly killing her taking her brain and making a vaccine so they leave she asks him or he tells her a lie and says that there were dozens of others like her that were immune to this disease that i think i left that out earlier in my recap she's immune yep. uh so he tells her there are dozens that others that are immune and she says swear to me that it's true and he swears knowing that it's bullshit and she gives him this look at the very end of the last of us one that says I know you're I lying know you're to me. me. Yeah, I know you're full <laughs> of shit, but okay. And then game ends. That's possibly one of the greatest endings ever where she's just, okay. And it shuts off. Then you find out later that they're making a second game. And a small part of me, and I'm sure a small part of a lot of people were hoping that it did not follow Joel and Ellie because you ended their story in a good way. Just let it go. But last was two, Joel and Ellie. Here we are, guys. We want to go for a we want to go through a walkthrough on what happens, or we want to dive in how we feel about it first, and then just hit things as we go along. We didn't really plan for this. We sure didn't. Uh, didn't plan. Personally, I would like to point just... on a side note. Um, so, so, Justin, you you described that Josh and I tried to play it, didn't finish it earlier. We actually did finally play through it on oh, the yeah. remaster, right before the second game came out. So we played the games back to back to completion. Yep. The first, we both beat the first one. The second one came out and we beat the second one, like literally like a couple of days in between. Yep. <laughs> like uh, it literally the game two had come out like right after I finished the first one. 
And I was like, I'm going to wait. Ghost is just around the corner. I don't know if I really want to buy a game right now anyways until Ghost. And then I couldn't hold it, and I fucking bought <laughs> Last of Us 2 and um, played it and beat it. And I was like, okay, yeah, that was, that was, that was definitely worth the money that I just... Um, just yep. sacrifice. <laughs> yep. When uh, when it, I, I of course pre-ordered it and got it digitally and started playing when it came out. I played launch night. And uh, Michael, what about you? Uh, I the day after it came out, I had to go to Walmart and buy it because my internet is too slow to download it. <laughs> you uh, I think we're doing this uh over webcam because I might have the COVID. <laughs> I uh, I, I need to just let you know, you know, just come over here and mooch off the Wi-Fi. You don't live too far away in our non-disclosed <laughs> town. Come mooch off the Wi-Fi whenever you need to. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll bring my PlayStation Four, <laughs> drag it out from its hole. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, so also I like that you say it killed everybody, but I brutally I'm, murdered. Brutally murdered is what you mean because I. Oh really, yeah, there are two nurses you can let live. I think. Yeah. Nope. I let them. Live. You can't. You can. Can. It's an them. option. <laughs> you sure can't. You have there to tell the doctor, but you can't. You can let the two, the other two survive. So I literally burned everybody. I never shot a gun once. I used the flamethrower and Molotovs, and I killed everyone. I, I I I take that back. I did shoot somebody. The head doctor. I took the El Diablo out. Blew his brains out. And then when the nurse is like, oh, God, please don't. I took out the flamethrower and roasted them, too, and then picked up Belly and was like, all right, let's get out of here. You have a much more evil Joel than I do. <laughs> I, I kneecapped the doctor because I wanted to double tap him. Like, I wanted to kneecap him, and then when he went down, finish him off. But apparently, even shooting him in the toe or the fingertip will kill him. Yeah, like, that's where his heart is. Yeah, um, <laughs> shooting him at all. I, I had a similar experience to Josh, only I just went out of my way to kill everybody. And then when I got to the doctor, I walked all the way up into his face, hoping that he would get out of the way with the shorty shotgun pointed at his head and blew his fucking head off and took Ellie out. Yeah, like that's a very fascinating thing that game does where you don't get a say, you really don't get a say in it. It's at that point, you're taking that man out. That's all, that's all there yep. is to it. And I, I mean, I, I, I appreciated that because. You say you burned everybody on the way up there. I meleeed everybody I could because I wanted to feel that. I wanted to. <laughs> I wanted the sensation of beating the life out of these people for what yeah. they were doing. And I got up to the room, shot the doctor, torched the two nurses, and <laughs> picked up Ellie and took off. Uh, the the it's, one ends on such a good note. It's such a well constructed scene from. The time that Joel wakes up and Marlene says, played by the amazing Merle Dandridge, the when she says, you know, they can make a cure, and he's like, it grows all over the brain, and she tells that guard to take him out. When he gets, when he breaks the gun away from that guard, asks him one time where she is, and he's like, I don't have time for this, and shoots him in the stomach. Like that moment right there is like. Holy shit, the man means business. Like he knows what he's going for. And you that lays out like you didn't already expect that Joel's gonna go slaughter everybody in this hospital. That moment right there is like, I'm on a relentless trudge through this entire building to find this girl. And get uh, to save his first daughter. So Yep. So uh it's it turns out it turns out really good. Uh 
then, like you guys said, you finished it. You jumped directly into The Last of Us 2. Um, I picked it up and played on, on launch day. Mike said he played that weekend. Um, there was a lot that came out about The Last of Us 2 as far as leaks and story details before the game was in the hands of players. I managed to avoid all of it, and I'm happy that I did. I had my suspicions. Everybody did. Uh, I got one spoiler that wasn't a spoiler to me because they literally said it in a trailer, mm-hmm. and that was Joel dies because you can. Lit- there's one trailer where you can literally hear uh, Ellie say "No, let him go" or something to that effect, but she specifically says him, and I was like, "Okay, Joel's dead." Yeah, and that was back in September. Yeah. So like- the only thing that got spoiled for me was Joel dying. Yeah, that's the Thanks. thing. That's the thing that got spoiled for most people, and uh, I, I know there were a lot of moves by Naughty Dog to kind of redirect that, right? And uh, the first one was the first one was the ride along scene with with Ellie and Dina, and the way that fir- the way that first trailer is cut with them, it looks like she gets captured and killed, and it's a revenge story for Ellie about her friend. And then there's the demo that was available that uh, was playable at E3 and to some to some people, uh, where you play as Ellie in I can't remember the name of the town with the tall grass and the dogs and everything. Um, Hill something, Hillcrest. Hillcrest, yes. Uh, yeah. There's the Hillcrest demo, and at the end of that, Joel pats you on the shoulder and says, "You think I'm gonna let this do you on your own?" Like he grabs you when when you're about to be seen or something. Uh, and of course in the main game, spoiler alert, if I shouldn't have put that up sooner in the main game, that's Jesse and, uh, it's swapped out. So there were some things that naughty dog tried to lead people in one direction and then moved them around. And, uh, I think it, I think it worked out really well. Of course, like I said, a lot of it, you couldn't have gone into this without the slightest thought that Joel is either already dead or he is going to die at some point in this game. And yeah, for only playing like I guess like the first quarter of the game before playing it again right before The Last of Us Two, like when The Last of Us Two trailer before I found out that he actually died, I was like, I bet Joel dies in this one. That just seems right now that Ellie's older. I feel like Joel is just gonna die in this one, and that's gonna be some sort of motivator for, her. especially with Ellie taking yeah. over as main character. Yeah. I mean, story-wise, it's the only thing that really made sense. You had Joel's story in the first one. The second one had to be Ellie's story. Yep. What other... I mean, yeah, they wanted to make you think it was the girlfriend, but also Naughty Dog wants you to have a connection with the character, and there's no way they were going to get you that invested in a completely new character that would make you agree, especially with the kinds of decisions Ellie makes throughout the game. Yeah. You You wouldn't have even been willing to go along at that point, but Joel, it's like... This is Joel. I was this person. I yeah, was yeah. responsible for everything that he did with Ellie, yeah. and, uh, which is actually great juxtaposition, from my opinion. It really on how is. the two games play out, but but like the first game <clears throat> is excellent in making you feel like you're responsible for all the things that Joel is doing, and yet the second game is excellent at making you go, Ellie, why are you doing this? I don't want to do this. I don't stop, Ellie. Stop, please. No. Okay, thank you. I guess I'll deal with that too now. But at the same time, and this is like my entire platform for the second half of this game, 
the, the second half of this game, and you guys know what I'm talking about. It is the first game. It is the first game. You are. Yep. You feel the same yep. things for Abby that you felt for Joel in The Last of Us 1. Like, you have done some things, and you are doing some things. I, as the player, am doing some things that aren't I don't totally agree with, but I get it. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. I'm on par with it. I get what you're doing. And it that, it's it's very that, well handled. That to me is the entire point of that game. It's kind of to show you that everything is bad. Exactly. Even the good guys are just bad doing what they have to survive. Exactly. It's in our Discord think, chat. I think one of the big reasons people hate Abby so much, even after having played through what is essentially the first game part two or the first game again, uh, <laughs> is because in the first game you play as Joel, who you've been told and you can hear through context clues, he's done some terrible things and he's a terrible person, but you agree with what he's doing because you didn't see all that stuff. And this one, you're coming in knowing exactly what she's done that you already hate her for. Yep. And they're trying to make you forgive her by the end. And you don't forgive her, but you don't necessarily want her to be stabbed to death by Ellie at the end either. Yeah. Like, so. um, I, I was, I was playing it. My wife was sitting with me and I kept saying that they're not, neither one of them is going to die. Like, I just have the feeling that they're not going to kill each other. Right. One of, if one of them dies, it won't be the course of the, the narrative about those two. It'll be something else in the world. And, uh, that was also one of my points about Joel dying. Um, a lot of people felt that the way he went out was very unceremonious, considering that was your character in the last game. That's who you were attached to in the last game. For him to just be beaten to death in an early cutscene by a, a, a muscular woman that has no tie to this arc whatsoever is is weird it's it's not fitting and as the game plays on it's like yeah she had a major major tie to it and it was a little i thought it was i thought it was slightly cliche like her dad's the doctor but because i mean i get i guessed that very early on when we found out she was looking for joel as soon as they took his ass out and they had him and tommy there i'm like her her dad was probably in that hospital. Her parents were probably in that hospital when when Joel took Ellie yeah. back, and it makes sense. That's the one thing that I hated about it. Like it's kind of tropish, but th what other motivator could you have? Because there was an interview with Neil Druckmann where he said, you know, the early the early concept for Abby is that her and her family were in a caravan moving across the country when Tommy and Joel held it up. And took a bunch of their supplies. And that like that plan hearkened to The Last of Us Part 1 where Joel and Ellie are driving the truck and they get to the city and that guy comes limping out and Joel says he's not even hurt and like speeds toward him. Like That's how Joel knows that because he's been in those situations where they've taken over caravans and things like that. He's been on both sides of it. And the original, uh, or one of the early concepts for Abby, according to Druckmann, was she was a survivor as a child of one of those instances. And he's like, that didn't feel full enough. And that didn't give her a reason to spare Ellie or, or whatever else. And in that game, her uh, in the last of us Two, her dad was the one that knew how to make a cure. And she knows that the cure is Ellie. 
So giving her a chance to live is honoring her dad and what he wanted, what he tried to do, even though she doesn't know anybody now that could actively make a cure like that. So there, there are so many tiny caveats that build up to this wonderfully arcing story about these characters. But I agree that when Joel dies, it feels a little unceremonious because it does happen early and there is nothing you can do about it. You're just kind of like put in this situation. The most incredible thing is they make you play as Abby leading up to that, even though it's there's no direct inclination that she's going to take his ass out that early. It's like, all right, here you are. You're Abby. You're trying to find these people. You, you, you get overwhelmed. You find these guys. They, they help you and get you to safety. You get them back to the lodge that you're staying in with your friends. And then boom, everything goes South from there. Um, the, the death itself, while it was fast and not, not fully written out it's celebrated throughout the entire game his 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 person his his self it's honored throughout the entire game so looking back now after you finished it i can't call that death unceremonious because of how much weight it had for the entire thing not only on ellie but the impact it had on abby as well yeah like uh um knowing that Joel died while playing one because we, you know, that got spoiled before the game came out to me. <laughs> I spent the entire game going, I wonder who I'm killing. <laughs> I wonder if this is Abby's father. I wonder if this is Abby's father. It's <laughs> like get the sniper rifle and zoom in on him. Like, you don't look like the guy. <laughs> the nameless like, bad guy number 23. Yeah. <laughs> I, think this like, might be I, think, I think this is Abby's father. It wasn't until the the um, Salt Lake um, or you actually meet any other named people that are villain villains or people you have to murder. Um, so while playing it, at, at first I thought it was uh, Mike, The I think that's his name, the uh, guard, he blows his, shoots him um, because he's named, and uh, I was like, he's got blonde hair. It might be that guy. That might be the connection, because he's the only person like mm. else that got a name. The doctor didn't even get a name. Yeah. Um. Uh. So at first I was like, I bet it's him. But this is while I was playing one. Um. Uh, and then as soon as I started playing two, and they did the recap, I was like, oh, it's the doctor. <laughs> Yeah. As soon as they did the recap and they actually like gave him like a face, a human face, not just like regular NPC kind of face. When they gave him a model yeah. actor face, I was like, Oh, it's the dad. That's who Abby's father is. <laughs> but yeah, the entire game I'm like, I wonder if this person that I'm killing right now, <laughs> I wonder if they have a connection to Abby. Because all I knew was Abby's father was killed by Joel, and that's the reason why she's killing uh kills joel that's the only thing i knew so i was like who is the father <laughs> while playing the game i'm like it's gotta be somebody i kill in this game josh is playing the last of us mori edition <laughs> <laughs> not the father you are not the father <laughs> yeah like uh you're you're right when they gave him a face and took away that n95 mask like just all right this is that's a clear indicator this is who we're working with now yeah um, like, I don't, I mean, obviously they, I wish they would have actually left his mask on in that opening cutscene to make it a little less 
like Direct. noticeable, but like like I said, as soon as that opening cutscene happened, where Joel's recounting the tale, and he's got a human face, I'm like, ah, it's the Doctor. Yeah, this is that. I mean, I guess they didn't care that that they weren't trying for that to be a surprise, is most likely. But I think it would have been nicer to like to be like, oh, that's why. I mean, it makes the narrative make sense, right? Like yeah. it, it's a direct bridge and. It, it, you kind of have to go, okay, that that's a clear indicator. It makes sense. Like I said, it feels slightly tropish, but there's what other way could you make that uh, link together the way that it does? Um, I, I was about to make that same point. What other way could it go? Because mm-hmm. anybody else that Joel killed, even before the first game when he was doing all his bad stuff, has not nearly enough dramatic impact to warrant that kind of retribution, like following them across the country, finding yeah. out exactly where they are and taking him out. Uh, same thing with Abby killing him for it. There's nothing else that he did through that entire game that would warrant that kind of send off. Right. Like, Ex- exactly. Like it's this it would have it, been an off screen enemy that we wouldn't have cared about. Yeah. I personally don't eat like for his death being quote unceremonious. I didn't really see as like it became ceremonies because of the the rest of the uh, the game. I just saw it as that's kind of the point. Like the point was, death is sudden, death is pointless. You don't you don't see it coming. We're not trying. They weren't trying to like glorify his death or anyone else's death. It was just he's dead. That's yeah. what as, that's what I'm saying. Which is like that's like it's supposed to be a grounded sort of grounded universe. So to me, that's what made sense. What did what did what did people want him to be like? them to be coming after Ellie instead and him be like, Ellie, I'm gonna save you. <laughs> then then he jumps in front of the bullet and they run the other people run away and then she's like, I'm gonna it, it just wouldn't have made sense. That would have exactly. been a, maybe more ceremonious, but it also would have been a shittier game for it to me. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. A lot of people thought that he deserved this big send off and that's not the way this world works, right? Nope. <laughs> that's like <laughs> Let, let's you learn that in the first one. That's not how that exactly. world works. Like now, you could make the argument that Tess had a really big send off, right? Like she finds out she's bitten, she goes out like giving or buying Joel and Ellie the, those few minutes to get out of the museum. Like you could make that argument. But you don't get to see it though. Like so, I feel like that's unceremonious. You she do. Just, you, it's all, it's all well, you screen. You can see her body afterwards, but you hear. Yeah. But you don't you actually hear just see her like see. get yeah. killed. You just hear her get killed and then see her body. Yeah. Whereas, if like, I'm not mistaken, think... you can make it to that rail in time to see her actually get gunned down. Like if you make it to the terrace up top, you can you can actually see her get gunned down. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure you can. I'm not sure about that. I've only ever seen her body laying there. I've heard like I've heard like been walking around up there trying to avoid oncoming guards. Like the first time I played through it, and. I hear the gunshots, and then when I find my way to the terrace, you see her body laying there. But uh, I'm pretty sure if you just beeline from the moment you get control of Joel again over there, you can watch her get shot down. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. But uh, anyway, yeah, like it's it's still it's a it's a more grandiose send off for Tess. You get what I mean? And uh, that's that's true. But at the same time. It's not really that ceremonious because that's also just how that world works. Most exactly. people know you get bit, you're fucked. And that's <laughs> that's the that's the point for Joel. Like that's there's a cruelty to this world that it's not you're not going to get this giant thing. I, you could make the argument that somebody 
traveling across the country to beat you to death with a golf club is pretty damn ceremonious. I mean, a lot of people don't get I mean, that yeah. kind of effort. Yeah. But... It took him a lot of effort, <laughs> and I love the way he reacts once he gets his fucking leg mangled. He's like, just fucking do it. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. Exactly. Just kill me. I don't want to hear your damn speech. Just, <laughs> just fucking finish. It goes like, out like Joel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He goes out like Joel and Tommy is a cockroach. We got to, we got to touch on that at some point, but like oh. it, it, when we're thinking of unceremonious deaths, right? Uh, that game gets you attached to, or natural deaths. Let's I'm going to stop saying the word unceremonious. You think about natural deaths in that game, like just regular ga- deaths that fit. The game gets you pretty attached to Manny and Jesse. Yeah. And Jesse just opens a door. And all of a sudden, he's got a hole in his face. And yeah. Manny... Manny's co- trying to open a door. Man- or he gets a hole trying, in his face. And he gets a hole in his face. Like that, when that happened, I was like, what the f- Whoa, Manny, what the hell? <laughs> Shit. Which one? When Manny, Manny? got shot. Yeah. Like, Cause, like, cause it, you see Tommy peek around before Manny gets shot. So I was yeah. like, oh, no. And it was I like... Manny just goes, oh, fuck it. And then... Yep. I didn't see him I didn't see him peek around either. Like uh, we were, was like, oh, oh. we were trying to get that door open and all of a sudden like boom, there goes his head. And I'm like, holy shit. Like <laughs> this just got and I'm sitting there thinking, like, man, Abby's gonna die here, but wait, no, she can't die here because like I've got Before. Like, those, those threads <laughs> plotted up on the wall in my like while I'm playing. Like, like no, this can't I happen. I will say, even here. though playing the game up until that point with Abby kind of like made me like forgive her. I'm not going to lie if the first thing I did was when I was playing as her and I had to fight Ellie was just walk up to Ellie and say, kill me. I haven't got that. I definitely was like, just, just, like, just do it. Ellie. I could just, I was like, head cannon. I could just lose here and be done with the game. Yep. <laughs> I don't have to see the rest of it. I'll lose here. The game's over. I was I, really <laughs> surprised that the game makes you play as Abby for that fight against Ellie. Like when you first yeah. get to her, I completely and totally thought you were going to get the, the script flip back and you're like, all right, I'm going to get to play as Ellie, but I know Abby's tricks. No, fuck that. You're playing as Abby and Ellie knows all her own tricks. So, yeah. but also Ellie com- becomes kind of stupid compared to MC. It's like you're using the exact same strategies as Abby that Ellie uses in everything you've done in the game. It's like, I can't find them. Oh, the bottle got thrown over here. They must be over there. It's like, so- no better. So, uh, I didn't have that experience as weird as that is. Uh, okay. Apparently the Ellie that I played against was next level AI because she was throwing <laughs> bottles and like it would, I would yep. hear a sound on the other side of the room and like I would go into listen mode and I couldn't see a signature of a person anywhere, but I know a bottle just crashed over there. And the next thing I know, I hear something and I turn to look at it in, in listening mode and I see like this this light gray dot getting lighter and bigger. She was throwing fucking Molotovs at me from across the room, yep. <laughs> and like she was trying to psych my ass out. And yeah. did I just play as like a dumb Ellie? Because I don't know, man. Dude. <laughs> like, she just wandered around with her with her knife out. Yeah, my Ellie was using the tactics that I use. Like she would yeah, put she was down playing like bombs. me. Yeah, you put down bombs to like corner me. I was like, oh my god, Ellie, calm the fuck down, yep. dude. <laughs> she was, was gonna she fucked me up that, twice. I'm not even lying. I was gonna make the point though, uh, going back to you talking about it being weird that you have to play as Abby for that. And like Josh said, he there was a couple times he just stood there and was like, kill me. Um, I think that's why, at least for the three of us on top, 
uh, Ellie was made so difficult, or not difficult, but challenging to fight. And then every time she did kill you, it was a very brutal cinematic death. Um, I think they try to give you some satisfaction out of accidentally losing to Ellie during that part and go, well, okay, she got her fucking revenge. Yeah. <laughs> game was... Every time I did lose to her, it was because I ran, I, she, like, she saw me in front of her, and I was like, uh, well, I guess I'll try to attack her from the front, and nope, she shot me with a shotgun or so, whatever she had on her, blew yeah, my fucking you brains out. attack her from the front, she immediately right. just goes, Bap. I couldn't get her from, yeah. like, I couldn't get her from, like, even partially from the side, like, at an angle. I had to be directly behind her, otherwise, like, nope, she fucked me up, like, she'd turn around and shoot me in the face. Like, uh, it was, I think it was really well scripted and really, really tense, too, because it's it's that decision to put you in the in the shoes of Abby and be like all right you're going against Ellie now you understand Abby's motivations you've had time to get attached to her you still understand Ellie's and you're still upset that Joel's dead so how you going to feel like man i really don't feel good trying to hurt Ellie i feel really bad about these certain things and like I don't have to. I don't have to feel bad because Ellie's fucking me up. Like I don't really have to be concerned about it. She's doing. She's doing okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, I, um, I, I was not surprised by the way that fight really ended. Uh, when you know, with with Lev's support there, saying don't do it, she's pregnant or whatever, uh, or that's enough. Stop. Um, the, I'm not gonna lie. I I thought Tommy got killed. Like when he got shot, I thought like, okay, he got shot in the head. Tommy's dead. Okay. So when the the where when you're in the barn and stuff, when you're in like the nice peaceful, like that was the dream that uh, Dina wanted. I thought it was like, like a hallucination, like right before her death. Especially like when she went followed the little baby goat and she started having like PTSD. I was like, okay, yeah, this is uh this is all the dream sequence she's having right before she dies, but it wasn't. Cause then you know, yeah, Tommy shows. Cause Tommy showed up and he was like, missing an like missing an eye, and I was like, or at first I didn't notice he was missing an eye, and um, and then Tom, I saw Tommy. I'm like, but you got fucking shot in the face and died. Are you? How are you alive? Yeah, he, has, yeah, he got shot in the I back. Feel like of the head I'm or... the only person who, like, because I've watched a bunch of like discussions and all about it. I feel like I'm the only person who was, who like. When when that shot happened, I was like, "Oh, she just shot off his ear and it knocked him unconscious." I like I thought he lost his ear. I didn't think he lost his eye. I thought he lost his ear. But just the same, I was like, "I was like, he's alive. I'll see him after this." If he was like the only one. I was like, "He's alive." If it hadn't have been preceded by Jesse getting immediately shot in the face, well, that's exactly why I was more certain he was alive. I was like, "They just gave us, they just gave us one like permanent death." I didn't think they were going to do it to Tommy. And then also, I was like, "That, that she hit his ear." Well, <laughs> after the fact that he blew Manny's head off, I, I figured like that would be, you know. Well, I think she thought she killed him, but she probably like, thought she killed him. Yeah, like, he's unconscious because he just got hit, just kind of like grazed. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, uh, yeah, like where you see, like, because you can see him get shot in the head, like, and like blow out like his fucking head. Yeah, because he gets shot right in the back of the head, and it comes out his eye. That that was my point. Like Tommy's a fucking cockroach. It's amazing because he survived all the runs in The Last of Us One. He survived being a firefly way before we ever met him, or way after, or way before we met him at the big part of The Last of Us. Because I mean, of course, it's the beginning of it. But uh, 
Yeah, he he survived being being married, and <laughs> also he became an asshole after he got his eyes shot out. Yeah, he yep. was a huge dick. Fuck you, Tommy. I was fine at the farm. I didn't have to do all this extra shit. And then you just come around like, you just you just gonna let her live. Yep. You don't you're gonna kill. You just gonna let her live. Try to talk me out of it when I lived in Jackson. <laughs> yeah, then he became a big asshole. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like that's the thing. <laughs> His wife left it, him. Things but... are just not good for Tommy at this point. Yeah, because like, now he's got a limp. He can't yeah. walk. He's right. essentially like wife like, left. You cost me my eye because I had to chase after this woman. You yeah. cost me my wife because I chased after this woman for you. Go kill this bitch. <laughs> and you lost me, Jesse. Like, you, this is your fault, uh, Tommy. We were planning. I wanted to go with a bunch of people. You ran off before us. Exactly. We could have done this together. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to take a team of people and you left and didn't say shit to anybody. This is your <laughs> fault. Um, yep. And brimming off that point, right? So Tommy gets shot. Uh, like you said, Ellie and Ellie and uh, Dina live. They get their farm. Jesse does not live. Uh, they get JJ. That does not stand for Jesse Jr., by the way. It is canon. It does not stand for Jesse Jr. Uh, they get J- JJ. Wonderful little baby. They have their happy life. This wonderful little taste. That you just... I thought like, somewhere in a notebook it says his full name is like uh jesse joel or joel jesse like i can't remember he's named after jesse and joel yeah. like uh i know that that's confirmed i don't think i ever saw that in. yeah because like, uh, it literally neil drunk mad to say no jj does not stand for uh jesse jr yeah and that was that was all he said on it yeah like, yeah he, he got that one a lot that it was jesse joel or joel jesse I think which, that's just, i think that's just like something people like which is fine personally yeah. i'm going with uh jay jonah <laughs> Jack Johnson. Uh, so yeah, like you have this, you have this nice little happy life that we know isn't going to last because that's the world we live in, and we've all played video games. So she has those bouts of PTSD, and you're in this point where you don't know if you don't know if the farm is going to get attacked before Tommy comes. You don't know if the farm is going to get attacked or if Ellie's going to leave. And then Ellie leaves. Like after Tommy comes, Ellie packs up her stuff, and Dina point blank says, I, I, I won't do this again. And Ellie's like, That's your choice. And then she leaves. Um so you go on the trip to find Abby and flash forward to being Abby, uh, and looking for the fireflies with Lev. You find that house, you go in the basement, you start using the radio somewhat of a poor choice in retrospect because other people hear you and abduct you outside and then as Abby I'm sorry as Ellie uh, you get kidnapped yourself and you immediately fuck those dudes up and get them to tell you where Abby is and then go get her right it's a crazy roller coaster of things that happen in that last little bit of the game as you are storming the compound for the rattlers who are no ones really like you, you accept the fact that that's a faction in this area who do, who do bad shit, but that's just the world that you live in. Right. And yeah, after this, after this much time, these 45, 45, 50 hours that we've spent in the world of the last of us between these two games, it's no longer a point of, I don't care about this group. It's more, all right, these kind of groups exist everywhere because that's just the way the world is now right 
It's like, you know you're going to run into somebody. So we find Abby, finally, and she's tied up on the, on the, on the beach to these pillars, and she is no longer the muscular powerhouse that she has trained herself to be for four years. She has lost a lot of muscle mass and has been starved, is hanging from this post, and can really just be let go. You know, like you just, all right, you've been through enough shit. We've both been through enough shit. You just go on your way with Lev. But no, Ellie feels like she has to finish it. She sees Joel's face, thinks about the things that she's done, and she's come this far. And then the fight in the water happens. And the fight in the water, uh, Josh, JT, I know you guys didn't play the Uncharted games, right? Yeah, I didn't. Okay. Uh, Truesdale, did you? I've only played four. All right, did you beat four? Yes. This, to me, felt like the end of four. Uh, When you and what's-his-face are fighting on that ship at the end of four, and it's on fire. Uh, I'm giving a lot of this stuff away here, man. Um, cannot remember the dude's name. The main. I think it starts with an R. I want to say. Yeah, I think it does too. I can't remember what it is. Uh, Rafi or Rav or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, so yeah, you and this you and this guy are beating each other on this ship with swords at the end of the game, and that wasn't the game before it. It was very much a third person wild ass arcade shooter, uh, platforming adventure shooter, um, and. That's kind of what happens with The Last of Us 2. The game changes dimensions that you've had hand-to-hand combat in the game, but not on that level. And uh, it shakes things up in the way you have to play out this last minute, this last mission by bobbing, weaving, and boxing against Abby in the water and, and eventually try to drown her. Uh, but then Ellie lets her go because it's not the right thing to do, right? Like, it's not going to help her. Abby had her reasons. She has her own path. Just like just like Ellie said, after Jesse got shot in the face, I know why you killed Joel. I know. Like, I get it. And, like, that kind of acceptance, that kind of understanding, like Ellie, like the player, this is the world that we're in. People do shit because things happen to them. So they let, uh, they let Lev, or she lets Lev and Abby go. <coughs> The arc of everything is just phenomenally well handled when you think about it. Uh, the the loss of characters that you both like and dislike. I didn't like Mel. I was perfectly fine. I'm sorry about the baby, but everything is okay. Like yeah, Ashley Birch couldn't even save Mel. Yeah. To be fair, Mel had a point with uh, her being a bitch, with Abby being a bitch, because, I mean, she did knowingly fuck the guy who... Yep. Was her baby daddy? Yep. Well, I mean, to be fair, Owen, Owen went out on that. Oh, yeah, he initiated. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they both. It takes two, but yeah. just the same. It's like she could have been like, "No, you're with Mel," but she, she didn't do that. She, could, yeah, she didn't want. To. And I mean, she could have definitely, with those arms, she could have definitely stopped Owen if she wanted to. <laughs> could have held him off. <laughs> uh, like that's. That's yeah, an amazing that, thing. The most surprising part about that scene is the fact that she's not top. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this before we started. <laughs> we got all this. 
I told Josh's boundaries. <laughs> we, we discussed this. This is a serious game. No jokes. <laughs> so it's all jokes, man. Yeah, it's all jokes. Um, I mean, I have nothing. I don't know why anybody was so fucking butthurt about a muscular woman being a protagonist. That was so. They, like, they jumped to the assumption that she was trans as well, so they thought they were making some point that trans trans woman kill Joel. I don't know what the point would have been there, but that's what they thought. So they got angry. Okay. <laughs> like, so, okay. Yeah, Uh-oh. it's just so fucking good. All of the weird backlash and drama that came out because of this game is so fucking stupid. Why, why not send times. death threats to the voice actress of Abby? It's Laura she, Bailey. She's literally... That's what she is paid to do. And yeah. yeah. Also, it's Laura Bailey. If if you lost her, you lose everything. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so dumb. Like, Look, why? What that makes? How do you not like? Because some of the people were like, "You killed Joel." Like, and we're like in like the things that like the screenshot. She's like, we're saying like, ask, acting acting like Laura did all of this. I'm like, how do you not separate the actor from the character? Also, like I could see if this was live action, but this is a game. That was just her voice. They didn't even use Laura's face or body nope. for Abby. Just her voice. So what? <laughs> Look, if yep. you're if if you're mad, I'm gonna go out on a rant for a second, but if you're mad about trans characters in the game because you believe in Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, you believe in heaven. If you believe in heaven, you believe in angels. If you believe in angels, you believe in Laura Bailey. So you just need to let that shit go because <laughs> the woman is amazing. And she did such a great job. Uh, think about the body character and everything else. On the topic of trans, though, uh, Ian Alexander, the kid that played Lev, him and his sister Yara, my favorite runaway performances of probably the entire game. Like, I thought those two were maybe the best handled and best constructed out like as far as like thin air characters that were, that were given because Dina yeah. Dina had to happen when you think about it from a like from a personal growth perspective for Ellie Ellie needed a counterbalance that made that makes her want to be a good okay. better person because yeah. her purpose in life has been taken away from her like she could have had meaning if Joel would have let her die and let them make the cure, but he didn't. So in her opinion, her, her purpose is gone for her to find Dina is for her to find purpose that had to happen. All right. So that made sense for Dina to be a character that came into the world. It makes sense for JJ to be a character, right? Lev and Yara are brand new characters, tertiary characters that were created out of thin air to give Abby substance. And it's handled so incredibly well. And the character arcs, as short as they are for those two, it, it's it's handled in such a great way. You see so much growth for Yara, and you see phenomenal growth for Lev. And you get an investment in those two. Like, I think they did a really good job in that. Like, And it's really weird for like just half of the game. Not, like, Maybe less than that, because... Act one as Abby, they're not in it. Yep. Um, it's like a quarter of the game. Um, with Lev and Yara, like I actually, when she died, I was like, "No, I wanted both of them to escape. Yep. This sucks." Yep. Um, 
but like and that was another like sudden unceremonious death too because like it's just, yeah 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 that's like out. that didn't happen let's move on but it's the world <laughs> yeah but like um it's really weird because like when while playing this one it's it may be like a weird opinion but I felt like this game did a better job of connecting Abby and Joel or yeah, not Abby and Joel, uh, Joel and Ellie together than the entire first game did, which is very weird because Joel's not in this game. And it, I felt like Joel and Ellie got more connection, like time to have those small moments together than the entire game of one. And I think they did like, I guess they learned from that because the time, the small time that, you get with Lev and Abby, they tried to do the same like that they did with Ellie and Joel in this one where they're like, let's give Abby and Lev like this connection. Let's make them like, you know, go through this, you know, process that happened to Ellie and Joel in the first one, but let's do it a little better this time. So they actually feel like they've got a really good connection by the time you get to uh, not Santa, Santa Barbara. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. when you get to Santa Barbara and they're yeah. like, you know, yeah. Lev's grown his hair out and Abby is the same, basically. But um, <laughs> uh, you're like, oh, man, they spent a lot of time together, you know, traveling around and they've connected and it feels nice that they're together like this. It, yeah, it's just really weird. In my opinion, I feel like this game did a better job of being the first game than the first game did. Like, I honestly felt Joel and Ellie had a stronger connection in this game than in the first one. The museum scene alone, like, really hits harder than pretty much any individual scene in the first one for their connection. I manual saved before it, and I'm so happy I did because I manual saved after I finished it. I'm like, I'm keeping this forever so I can go back to this (laughs) whenever (laughs) I want. I I literally went back in the... uh, like once you finish the game, you can go back and choose levels, and you can. One of them is literally that memory. And I'm like, all right, just yep. playing through just that whole <laughs> section again. But to to go off of Josh's point, though, I feel like there's a purpose behind that because the first game was very much Joel's story with Ellie, and you get to see Joel's development from this rough, gruff. This is just the world we live in. It sucks. To I've got a daughter again. I very much care care about this person, and they make you emotionally charged and attached to that character in that way. But in two, as Ellie's going through her revenge store, and in my opinion, slowly spiraling into Joel's dark side, that's who she's becoming, um, you get to see Joel and Ellie connecting after the events of the first game via flashbacks to flesh out how they were connected and how she felt about things. Uh, Just like I feel like Abby's story is straight up Joel's progression story in the second one. It's her going from a rough, gruff person who's like, this is the world we live in. It sucks. I'm getting revenge. I'm driven to a purpose. And then something happens and she starts to become a person again. And by the end of the game, she's a good person with good goals. Um, so I kind of think that was intentional. I think, I think Joel and Ellie were only supposed to connect on a certain level as much as they did connect in the first game. And then in the flash the flashbacks, it's after they settled down and they're actually becoming a family, so to speak. Your your point on Abby is pretty much perfect because if you think about uh, if you think about Joel in the first game, right? His daughter dies, Tommy shoots that guard or that that officer immediately. That guy gets his reckoning 
as soon as Joel's daughter dies. There's no lapse there, right? Joel's chance at retribution, his chance at revenge, was taken from him. He never got that. He he never had the ability to reconcile on his own the loss of his daughter. Tommy did that for him because it had to be done in that moment. So Joel's world is taken from him. He has nothing else to live for. This is the way the world is now. That's how Joel becomes so hardened and grizzled. Abby's father is taken from her. She's alive, and she trains with this goal in mind to take out the man that took her father away from her. She works for it. Four years later, she achieves it. She kills Joel. You get to see something with Abby in the shorter amount of time that you play with her than you did the whole game with Joel in the first one. You get to see something with Abby that you didn't see with Joel, and that's how hard it is to cope with getting that revenge in the moment. You see how how hard it fucks up Abby, how how it messes with her, and it becomes difficult. Like her friends don't talk to her the same way. People don't act the same around her. Yeah, they're all like, geez, Abby, yeah. I knew we wanted to kill Joel, yeah. but... Nora's the only bit. one that's okay, right? And we'll get there in a second. Uh, Nora's the only one that's okay. Everybody else is not okay with the way they killed Joel or the way that Abby acted or things like that. And she's not okay with it. It's still haunting her. She has nightmares about her dad every night. That hasn't changed. She's still alone, right? You don't get to see that with Joel. But while Abby is going through these things, you take on the... the um, Word escaped me. You take on the child, right? To protect that younger person to make sure they don't make the same mistakes like Joel did. So there are two diff- very different points, but on the same path, just like Ellie and Joel on the very, on very similar paths at two different points. And Ellie and Abby, very similar paths at two different points. This game is all about parallels and it handles those weights and those points in a, such a phenomenally great way. Yeah. Plus another sort of difference is, um, Joel, like you said, he couldn't really have revenge. He just was sort of floating along. He didn't have purpose until he was given the purpose of getting Ellie across the country and eventually made that connection. Where in this one, he had one purpose, and it cost her pretty much everything. It cost her all of her... Nobody liked her, really. I mean, she had her crew from the original place, but clearly they didn't... They all were like, "Eh, you're mostly just a soldier. Even like Owen, who she had been dating at one point, was like, all you do is pursue revenge. All you want to do is train so you can get revenge. And so even that like relationship fell apart. And then when she got a revenge, she was like, well, I'd like to have these relationships back. And everybody else was like, no, you're a bitch. And you beat the shit out of this old man. You could have just shot him in the head. What's wrong with you? And so she essentially was like, her journey was to try and recover something. Exactly. It's, it, it's, it's very interesting be? to see. It's very interesting to see how those things are different that way. Um, so on the on the topic of relationships, I just have to throw this out here real quick. My favorite part of the whole game was standing in that hallway, smashing square slowly and enjoying it when you were beating Nora's head in. I loved every second of it. After oh, sh- no, I, I tried to like... I was like, how long can I go? Is there a point at which she'll just yep. do it herself? Or yep. Yeah, like, I yep. sat there and waited. Like yeah, that ex- I waited too. The square button just sitting there. I'm like, don't do it, Ellie. 
And then I, I waited for minutes and I was like, it's not going away. And then I hit it and that was such a brutal hit. And I was like, ah, and then I sat there. Like, and I gotta do it again. Like she would just like stopped after the first one to like kill her and just get all that anger out. And it's still there. I'm like, yep. I'm going to have to keep worse. I'm going to have to just keep hitting this square button and just, it gets brutal. It gets more and more brutal after each square you hit. And I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, Ellie, I didn't want you to do this. I'm happy you guys didn't rush into it then because I didn't either. And like you, you see those facial expressions on Ellie and the way she's just yeah. like trying to look away and wincing and everything. It's so well done where you can see the trouble she's having with it. And it's not going the same way for her. Uh, they the game push, pushes a lot of parallels of Ellie and Joel and Ellie trying to be like Joel. Uh, this is one of them. And the other one you see very clearly with uh, Mel and Owen when she's like, point to a map. And if it's not the same place that he points to, I'm going to kill him. Like, that's that's a Joel move that she knows very well. Yeah. And, uh, Except she couldn't quite nail it. Yeah, she could. Because she, she's not Joel. Exactly. And that's, I think that's the message the game is trying to push on her. This isn't who you are, right? You have the option to be somebody else. And uh, it's it's very heavy the way all that stuff comes around, but it's so well done. Um, with, with Lev and Yara, those relationships, right? In The Last of Us 1, at a certain point, actually, it wasn't long after I met Ellie in The Last of Us 1. Like, I'll do whatever it takes to protect this little girl. She's awesome. The way she's custom. <laughs> like, the way she just goes in on Bill with no regard whatsoever. I'm like, yeah, this yeah, she, is it. She's so, like, upbeat and, like, hilarious in the first one. Yep. Yep. And in the second one, she's just, like, son Edgy of a teenager. Yep. son of a bitch. Well, all like, that bad shit happens, man. Yeah, yeah. She, and, and, but she never, like, cracks a joke until, like, like, she has a few jokes with Dina, but they're not they're not really like as soon as Joel dies, that old self like dies. Cause yep. she like, even when her and Dean are like together, like in more intimate moments, she's still just kind of like, all right, is everything cool? We do we need, you need anything? I, I think I'm going to go back out. You go. Cool. She doesn't really like crack any more jokes anymore. And it's not until you get back to the farm that she starts to slow. Like she's cracking a little more jokes and being a little more, old Ellie it's just so crazy how Joel dying just takes all of that from her and she just becomes Joel well it's the timing of it right because the the game gives you all those details that things between Joel and Ellie are not okay at all like oh yeah when they do that little flashback of the dance and the mm -hmm. last thing she says to Joel is I don't need your fucking help yeah and I was like, oh, God, please don't let that be the last thing she said to Joel. Please, please be another flashback. And then, then you get the last thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, please do not let that be the last thing you say to yeah. Joel. I, was, this I thought the same thing. So much worse. <laughs> I thought the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I was, I was in that camp. And then you get to the end, and it's like, even then, she sort of, they sort of resolve it. But her, the last thing she essentially says is, I haven't forgiven you, but I want to. And then... He's like, okay, and then next day he's dead. Exactly. But, Cause, but I like that because, it's, like, it's definitely an improvement over, I don't need your fucking help. Yeah. But still, I actually like, like that like over, be like. like, I actually like that ending between that being the last thing she said to him because that it shows that they're on the way they were on the way back to maybe becoming Joel and Ellie again. Um, because, like, 
I'm not going to forgive you, but I can learn to forget uh, or whatever. I'm not going to forget, but I could learn to like, I could learn to. And Joel kind of does his little, okay. While trying not to cry. Yeah, like while while (laughs) holding all of the tears back going, okay, this is good. This is progress. I'm glad I'm going to have my daughter. I'm going to have my daughter back. We're going to work through this. And then I'm going to not get a golf club in my head because that'd be weird for me to have happen to me. Everything's going to be good. But it kind of adds more to her want for revenge because, like, literally the last thing she said was, I'm going to try to fix this relationship with you. Exactly. And then the next day, it's It's taken from her. I'm not going to be able to fix this relationship with you. It means so much more that think, think, because things wouldn't go back instantly to being okay between those two. It would take time. It means so much more that they started that path and they were ready to start trying to be okay, but they still weren't. And the next day Day. is when it happened. It like that piece like put together is so it fits just right. You know what I mean? So uh, it's 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 handled really well. That's one of the things I love about this game series because in the first one, when you get to the end, when when Joel's fighting through the hospital to save Ellie, I was so emotionally charged in that moment from my experience through the game. That I did not care that the rational part of my brain was like, nah, that makes sense. They need to make a cure. Then humanity can hopefully go back to what it was. I was just like, no, that's my fucking daughter. I will kill yep. anyone who stands <laughs> in my way. And because I played the games back to back, I carried that emotional charge with me into the beginning of two. So when Joel got killed, I was just as motivated as Ellie. I'm going to kill this woman. Yep. So when I got to play Abby, I just I kind of didn't care. I wanted to know the story because I knew it was, it was supposed to be interesting and it's supposed to be a different take and it's supposed to make you question the relationships you have throughout the entire game. But I just, I wanted her to die. And then slowly I started realizing, no, she realizes what she did was wrong. She got a revenge and okay, I get that. But she realized she went too far and she starts turning into a better person, especially once she uh, introduces herself to Yara and Lev. And she goes back for them. And I was like, this game does a really good job of making my emotions go 12 different ways at once. (laughs) And that's what I love about these games. They, they, it just brings all that emotional charge to everything. Yeah. With, uh, with Yara and Lev, like as soon as I got them under my wing, when you go back for them and you get them to Mel and Owen and Mel and Owen are checking them out and they're going to help Yara's arm. I had decided that that it's really great seeing Abby afraid of heights and the the extent that she pushed herself oh, that was, that to. That was a great scene. Yeah, the me. the extent that she pushes herself to to help this girl that she just met, but she knows it's the right thing to do. But me personally, as the player, hands on, I was invested to the point where I don't give a fuck what I find in that hospital. I'll tear that thing down brick from brick if I have to. I'm saving this girl, and when I get in there and you meet the Rat King and everything else, like. Here we go. <laughs> it's that is the most video game ass part of the whole game. Oh, yeah, it, that it turns into a Resident that, Evil game immediately. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. for the most part, the game could be realistic, and then you fight the Rat King, and I was like, "What is this Resident Evil?" Like it, like yes. it's like for a hot second, like just during that fight, I was like, "What is this fucking Resident Evil?" And then I finished, and I was like, "Okay, right, this game is normal." Yeah, that's just that boss fight just was like what. Well, I mean, I mean, I get it. This is an epicenter. Like, this was like 
a ground zero. So of course, yeah, you that, know, some weird shit would happen, but that thing's probably 24 years old. It's yeah. been there since the beginning and that's why it's so massive and mutated. Yeah. But yeah, that was very resident evil slash dead space. <laughs> I, uh, and it's made up of like four people who all yeah. melded into one giant cordyceps monster. And then and one it peels off. Yeah. Two. Yeah. I actually, I said that, to, I said that to my wife while I was playing it. Because uh, I was in that scene, I was running really quick back and forth in the dark rooms of the hospital, and Courtney's like, "Is this the Last of Us?" I'm like, "No, this is actually Resident Evil." <laughs> like it just switched in the last <laughs> five minutes, <laughs> like, uh, and then yep. you come back to it. But um, was anyone oversupplied at different points in the game? Like, oh, yeah. because I got so used point. to being had like no supplies in the first game. Like yeah. I was always out of everything, and this one was like. All right, I'm only gonna knife people, and I'm gonna pick up every single thing, and then I'm gonna make whatever I can to fill up whatever whatever things I've used, like my molotovs or whatever, and then I'm gonna fill that fill up my stuff to make stuff again, and then yeah. I would just hoard everything. And so by the, by the time I got to that fight, I was like, all right, let's use the three pipe bombs. Okay, I've used those. Okay, now I've got this flamethrower that's fully fully loaded. Let me load that. And then by the time you do that, the little one is peeled off, and then I'm like, all right, well I still got literally all of my ammo for every other weapon <laughs> i was just like man this is uh, not as hard once you can get your distance from this guy yeah, I and then i still had enough to when you like fight the little guy the you know the, the little guy who peeled off when you go fight it in the other room i still was just like well i have all of these shots for the hunter pistol i think it was eight shots and yeah. i'm like all right bam 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 <laughs> bam 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 all right that one's down <laughs> It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually had this conversation with Josh as we were both playing through the game. When I was playing as Ellie, it took me until we got to Seattle to fire a gun. I literally <laughs> knife killed everything. Jesus Because Christ. I was so used to the first game where resources were very scarce. And sure, by the end of it, Joel was fully supplied and ready to go into battle. But throughout most of the game, I was running out of shit. So I was like, well, this game's going to be just like it. I have to knife everything and stealth kill everything. Exactly. And I got to Seattle and I'm like, wait a minute. I have like everything. <laughs> yeah. By the time I got to Abby at the end, I didn't know how many rattlers I was going to have to go through. So I was, again, stealthing, saving everything. By the time I got to the end, I had almost full ammo on all of my guns, including the SMG that you only had for this level. And... <laughs> I get, and then it's like, all right, now you're going to fist fight. You don't have any of your weapons. I'm like, well, what was the point in having everything? <laughs> yep. I, I couldn't craft anymore because like all my craftables were full. I had you know, plenty yeah. of resources. Like, I can't craft anything and I can't, if I, you, I'm not going to use any of this right now. I'm full yep. of my crafting materials, yep. but I was like that in the first one too. I got full up in the first one really quick. It's really weird. Cause I never really ran out of stuff in the first one either. I well, ran did, out, but I felt like an idiot. Before recently uh because uh there was people talking about their strategies for the first game which i ended up using for the second game which is like when you're in a room full of clickers throw a bottle or a brick all the clickers run to it throw a molotov you've just cleared the whole room yep and i That's like i heard that and i was like the first i'm one. a fucking idiot god yep. damn it and so this game it was like throw a bottle there's all the clickers throw a molotov that clicker survived throw another molotov <laughs> so I have supplies to make Three more Molotovs. Let's go ahead and do yep, that. Yeah, my strategy for the first one was bottle, brick, Molotov. Because in the first one, fire disappointed. is yeah. really strong. But in this one, they turned down fire. Because when the first time I used that strategy on like a bunch of zombies and they didn't all die, I was like, okay, they turned down the fire because it was too strong in the first one. But they didn't turn yeah. down the boat. 
As long as no one fucking sees you, you can shoot them in the goddamn leg. They instantly die. And I was like, this is the greatest bow in all of video game history. If I don't get seen or heard, I can kill people by just hitting their arm. It's like playing Oblivion. You can just like crouch walk everywhere, shoot people with a bow, and (laughs) clear it. Yeah. I got mad when we got to the Abbey portion just because... Bitch doesn't use fucking Molotovs. Yep. <laughs> like a pipe she bomb. Uses, she just uses pipe bombs. And I'm like, those are just a really quick thing. There's no there's no after effect. They have to all be around the pipe bomb for it yep. to work. Really yeah. killed that strategy. Yep. Yeah, I told Justin um, when I first started playing as Abby, I was like, I miss Ellie. And not in the way that you think I miss Ellie. I miss Ellie because I miss her kit. I got really used to what I was using. Yep. Molotovs and the bow exclusively. Abby does, not get, pistol. Uh, Abby does not get access to either of those, and her crossbow is not as strong as uh, Ellie's bow. Like, you can't do the, as long as you're not seen or heard, crossbow one shot. You actually have to get headshots with the crossbow. So I was like, yeah, I'm missing Abby, Justin, or missing Ellie, Justin, but because I don't have <laughs> the bow and Molotovs anymore, I had there was a certain way I played as Ellie, that I could clear everybody without ever getting touched, seen, and I would murder everybody. But now I yeah. can't do that as much, and I feel like that's kind of what they wanted. They totally, I feel like they pushed Abby to be more like aggressive, yeah, head on fights where Ellie's like, I'm gonna sneak around. And that's where they fucked up. Because <laughs> in the first part of the game, when I was playing as Ellie, I played like I played Joel in the first game where I was true stealth. Nobody ever sees me, nobody survives. I played Abby as no survivor stealth. If no one's around to see them die, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think they intentionally made Abby a more brutish character, one who can kind of take a hit too, because they were like, players aren't going to care about her as much. We can't, we can't really make her. She needs to be able to fucking take a hit and yeah. deal out a hit. That's a good point. Yeah. Players aren't going to care about her when they start. The, the biggest Wait, thing is start with an assault rifle. <laughs> yeah the biggest thing that pissed me off with abby is you go back to uh shivs like you got so used to that oh, knife. Yeah. <laughs> you get so used to that knife and all of a sudden it's like wait a second what <laughs> i gotta crack these she works things. for the wlf I know. she's one of the soldiers for the wlf how, do they, how is a knife not part of her yeah, kit exactly <laughs> knives, the knives were the rarest commodity when the apocalypse hit in this world. They just everybody appeared. No, they can, they can give her a fully supplied gym because they took over like the Seattle Seahawks stadium, but yeah. they couldn't. They couldn't it, give her a fucking knife. The soccer team's when facility. You, when you're in the hotel slash apartment complex, whatever it is, with Abby, uh, trying to get to the hospital. I counted at least nine kitchens with knife sets. I was fucking counting because I was getting <laughs> mad. I'm like, there's one, there's one, there's just one. Take it. Just take it. <laughs> exactly. Like, I could just take that. If she had taken it, she would have just ta- taped them to her bat and been like, all right, this will give me two more hits on the baseball bat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now, now, to be fair, it was the exact same way in the first game. Ellie had yes, a knife in the first game, yeah. and Joel had to use shivs. Difference was Ellie was small, so she had to jump on something's back to kill it. It wasn't as easy. Yeah. You get used to grown Ellie being really easily being able to kill shit. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, so it's Joel when he started, he wasn't exactly planning for that uh, that whole adventure to happen. He was planning to take her outside of of 
what was it, Boston? Boston, Boston. On it. He, was he was planning to take her outside of Boston and then return to Boston. Uh, fucking uh, Abby, she's leaving to go on a mission. She's like, give me the standard kit. Why doesn't the standard kit have a knife? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the weird part. I get 18 rounds of an assault rifle. Only 18 rounds, even though I'm a soldier. And I'm probably going to run into a horde. I get 18 rounds. And that's all I can hold. Give me something, yeah. I will say there was one piece of the uh, the gun upgrading thing that really annoyed me, and that was when you upgrade the magazine size on everything. Your reserve ammo didn't increase with it. You still had a now a partial magazine left over yeah. instead of having two full mags like you get at the beginning. It was really annoying. The uh, the weapon customization was kind of funny. How the how like the uh, the weapons change as you upgrade them, but in ways yeah. that don't sometimes just don't make sense yeah, for like, like she goes from like a, somebody goes from like a, a brown shotgun to you do an upgrade and all of a sudden it's a black shotgun with a yeah front. like where do these like how where do these why come did you from? change out how did you change out every single piece except for the barrel yeah it's like those are things that you would think are identifiable pickups like oh i found this here i can install it at the next uh upgrade station but no, it's like just... I found some screws and now I have a completely <laughs> blacked out gun. I've used well, this forge here and I melt them down into a stock. <laughs> one of the most ridiculous upgrades like that that I found that was funny, uh, Ellie's pistol. One of the upgrades you can get is a compensator, which for those who don't know what a compensator does, it goes on at the end of the barrel and it's got ports cut in the top that vents the gas upwards. Well, then you get to make suppressors and she puts, it looks like she puts the suppressor on over the compensator, which literally would defeat the uh, point of a suppressor. All that gas would get vented pre-suppressor, and you got all that noise. <laughs> then you look at the gun after you get the ability to uh, make suppressors, and that compensator duct taped over the compensator. Suppressor adapter. There's no vents. It's not a compensator. It doesn't function. <laughs> Just a little annoying thing. Video games. So... <laughs> um, the overall game, I know I didn't have that many bugs in it. Josh had oh, some gosh. fun ones. <laughs> I, oh, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> I can break a game. If uh, you give me a game, I'll break it. I've broken Ghost already. <laughs> I've, uh, I'm here to break games. <laughs> That's what I do. But yeah, I had a few bugs in that game. My favorite one was the... <laughs> a few. <laughs> I was in that apartment... Where you can like you go to craft and then um, some WLF uh, soldiers pop out of the a random room that it's locked and like you know try that to grab me them. off. Oh um, yeah, that feels like I've checked this room and it's locked. I guess I need to find a key. Psych. There were people yeah. in there, and somehow her hearing ability doesn't hear the six people hiding in a room going this room. Who's here? Who's here? <laughs> Just beforehand, <laughs> yeah. But like, um, so I was in that apartment and. <laughs> I was reaching for something and I noticed my arm never came back. <laughs> so it was just fucking out. And anytime I like moved my arm, it was just away. And it like broke the hand so bad. Like, cause you pick up items and it actually shows you holding them in your hand. Nope. It's magically floating. Ellie's a psychic. now. <laughs> I had to restart my game to fix that, but it, it made aiming very hard because like, the reticle was there, but none of the things that were there were they were over here. So I like tried shooting the bow, and I'm like, this is gonna be a weird placement. The arrow just fucking magically just. 
Oh, so it, it did still go to where the reticle was pointing? <laughs> Yeah. I, was thinking, I was thinking, I was like, oh, no, they did not. The reticle does not matter as much as the body. So you're just like, yeah. Thank you. I saw like one screenshot you posted where it looked like you were holding an item, but your hand was like drifting across the screen in front of the item. I had an item in my hand and my, my arm was just through me. <laughs> yeah. There was a couple of other weird uh, glitches I had. They just... Fucking just glitches where the environment would disappear briefly and then it would yeah. pop back in. Get gray box. Never had anything like what yours was yet. Yeah. Uh, it really like broke my experience. <clears throat> it's really hard for like. <laughs> <laughs> there are certain like bugs that will like break the experience for me. Like if it like corrupts my data or something like that, or like makes me have to like go back to a certain point. But luckily, all I had to do was like save and then start over and i was right back to where i was and my arm was fine care of uh, you, should, uh, you should be a uh a qa tester with your ability to make because i assume what you're doing is what i see most people do when they cause a bunch of glitches in games it's just like uh let me hit this button oh that, that's not what i meant to hit let me go back and hit this button. oh no that's not and then you hit like six buttons in half a second and then the game's like i don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> nope i was just reaching for an item like under uh, like um cabinet she opened the cabinet and spamming triangle arm, <laughs> yeah, grabbed the item and her arm never stopped being there like i know this is the last of us uh podcast right now but ghost no nope. um we're sent i broke the camera like anytime you do a showdown let me cut this out you know how it like does that cinematic sequence well the characters will sometimes just walk up to me and not like do like the stop and then attack they'll just walk up to me like they're just walking around like we're not in a pre-fixed camera. And one of them earlier today just sat next to me. Like he walked up and just squatted right next to me. And I can't get out of it. Like I can't, it doesn't ever time out or anything. I have to uh, activate the showdown um, to get it to work. And if you do it wrong, it's a fail. So it automatically takes like all but like one tick of your health. And uh, Sunday... No, Saturday, every showdown, every single showdown I did was like that. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what were you the restarting the game in between something? Or were you just like, I'm powering through this? <laughs> I just stopped doing showdowns after like the fifth one. I was like, okay, I guess I'm not doing showdowns. I'm going back to stealth, killing everything. <laughs> I, I'm not. <laughs> We just had a freeze on video and audio. Josh, Josh was talking about breaking games, and all of a sudden he's broke our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Everything's fucked, <laughs> guys. We we lost everything. <laughs> all right. Hold on. Hi, gentlemen. Hey. Josh broke our fucking podcast. <laughs> Josh glitched out yeah, our podcast talking about breaking smiling, games. And, and then he breaks our fucking coming through the speakers. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about breaking things and I broke the podcast, everybody. See, I'm here you to break hear each other. Because I could no. hear, I could tell you two were both talking, but I couldn't hear anything. 
I was laughing. Like robot noises to us. It was like yeah. <laughs> same here. I was just getting like every other sound, but it was just like a MIDI clip. Like, yeah, that's, but, that's what it sounded like to me. I thought it was my shitty internet. No, nah, but like both of you guys, both of you guys were frozen. Like both both videos were frozen, and I just heard beeps and beeps and boops and sound, and then. I said Josh broke everything, and then I heard him laugh. <laughs> like that came through clear as day. Were you hitting a bunch of buttons again, Josh? <laughs> and confirm he hasn't touched a single button. I'm not cutting it out. It fits so perfectly into where we were talking. It's just part of the podcast now. So on your end, we'll just have your audio going. Oh, Josh broke everything. No. It's still recorded, all of that. It's, it's still recorded. All of our, but it's hilarious because on our side, we're hearing the e um, and T's like, oh, nope, you're just a robot. Y'all like, yeah, Justin, you're just a robot. And then it's just, and then we just little cracking up. We died. Because then there was one last part where Justin came in just for a little bit, but it was very high. I was like, <laughs> we just lost my That's my usual I was like, well, I assume my internet's crapped out, so I'm just going to sit still until somebody goes, hey, something going on over there? <laughs> that, that couldn't have been better. It honestly couldn't have been better in the middle of that topic. Just yep. everything breaks. Hey, I'm going to show you how good at I am at breaking shit. <laughs> this wasn't even a game. Because <laughs> life is a game, Michael. <laughs> so the a last of us. One. Um. One thing that I know that we have talked about before uh, openly in the Discord, which you should join if you're not in it, is uh, the Naughty Dog control scheme because this game feels very Naughty Dog, but it feels like they got they got things on the right path with this because it feels the, like they fixed their shit. Yeah, yeah. like the there like, are still, in one to two, it's a big difference. Yeah, <laughs> uh, going from one to the la- to I'm oh, sorry, going from part one to Uncharted four is leaps and bounds better like it is so because uh, the control still didn't are, like uncharted 4 with its with how it felt and then you can't uh, line up and then this things. one came out and i was like this feels this feels good yep. like actually granted to me it sort of like defeated the purpose in the first one i hated i hated the gameplay loved the story but hating the gameplay sort of made me feel more in tune with not liking killing people and stuff mm-hmm. like this the game made me not like killing people and this one i was like ooh. That's a nice crunch when I popped them heads. It's like this time killing people felt good, but the story made me go, I shouldn't want to kill people. <laughs> it's like the, the the story in this one's really heavy and it does take that away from you. But like just that point, the gameplay feels so good. The controls in it feel so good, except for when Josh is playing and breaks shit. Like everything just fits in a really good way as far as the, the way it makes you want to keep playing. Even after really, really heavy moments where it's like, I feel like I need a breather, that's what I want to go back to. Um, show of hands, when you finished The Last of Us Part 2, did you want to jump right into playing anything else? Anybody at all? No. I'm like, I don't want to play any not other really. games. Yeah. I'm just kind of waiting for Ghost. Exactly. I, that's what I kept telling myself. And when when like uh, when Ghost of Tsushima came out this past Friday, I had it down, I had it preloaded. And when I was ready to play it, I'm like, I'm going to do this, but I really just want to play The Last of Us. I'm like, I really just want to go back and play more of it because that game is still like embedded in me. Um, but I did play Ghost, and I'm happy I played Ghost because Ghost is a lot of fun. 
I'm not having the weird standoffish issues that you are. All of my standoffs go phenomenally well. Uh, and I chained them together and everything. So works. I had one standoff where for some reason I forgot how to do a standoff. So I just stood there and then <laughs> the guy attacked me. I was like, what the fuck did I just do? He, he almost killed me. What's wrong? With me? Like, what, did I miss something? Or, yeah. <laughs> but um, to, to go back to the, the last of us two once more, uh, the ending of that game to me was extremely bittersweet because you don't even get to see it until you reload the menu screen. But Abby supposedly makes it to that place where the fireflies are. Cause that's yep. what the new title screen is. And then Ellie is just so broken. And like she even lost the last thing that connected her. Yeah. She lost everything. She lost Dina. She lost everything that connected her to Joel. Yeah. When you're trying to play the song and you hear like, because she can't actually hit the chords because well she's missing two fingers i, I was just like wincing each time i was i was uh, no. I would, you probably didn't hear a goddamn thing uh, I was yeah. saying my we, we heard it, but it's clear now um <laughs> but yeah like so you know every, when you're hitting those notes and it's like like i winced every time because she just can't hit those chords i was like oh man poor ellie the one like one of the last things she had for her connection to joel it's just gone, and then yeah. it just kind of like slowly pans, to and you and you just see her walk into the woods, just to go somewhere. Now, as someone who hasn't played an instrument since middle school, can she like just like turn the guitar over and learn to play with the other hand, or is that not something? You I, I, I she was could. I was gonna yeah. say learn to be a lefty, but that is a ridiculously difficult thing to just teach yourself to do. You have to Unless learn. You're already pretty ambidextrous. Yeah, like you you have to you have to train your brain to think in that opposite direction. Uh, but it, it it is possible. But then again, Ellie was taught how to finger pick, not use an actual pick. So she's used to using all five or all four fingers and a thumb on both hands, right? So uh, when she's playing, she's doing this while hitting the frets. Uh, but it's all things that she could learn to do. However, let's take a step back on that sad ending for a second. When Ellie is trying to drown Abby, she does not have Dina's wristband on. When Ellie is playing guitar in the house, she has it on. At no point while you're in the house do you pick it up. So it's completely open and... It's up to interpretation right now because I don't think Druckmann has really said one way or the other. He he's actually refused to answer where where Ellie's going when she walks away. Uh, the it, it's oh, it's completely open on maybe Dina went back to Jackson, and maybe Ellie's already been there, and she just went back to get the guitar. But when she realized she couldn't play it, she just left it and decided it was time to move on. Like I don't take it as she went back to Jackson. I took it as she that was the first place she went. Which is why yeah. I, I got the feeling she didn't exactly expect to walk into. And I mean, granted, that's sort of describing her player perspective. Yeah. Granted, I personally expected it to be empty, but uh, like I took it as she was when she left. Maybe she was going to go back to Jackson, but um, Neil Druckmann did intentionally leave that vague because he said originally there was <clears> literally <throat> a part where he where she picked up a toy that belonged to uh, 
the toy that was on the tractor that belonged yeah. to JJ. She picks that up and puts it in her backpack. And he said, he said he took that out because he thought it said too much about yep. what, what she was going to do. Yep. The, uh, I feel like, um, I feel like she probably went there first. Um, and you're kind of expected to know that the house is going to be empty because from the distance, you can tell it's in disrepair. Yeah. Like one of the shutters has fallen off and it just looks dirty. Everything's overgrown. But I think probably what would have happened in my mind, again, it's you're drawing your own conclusions, but I think she probably took that wristband off when she left because she felt like she was betraying Dina. And then when she came back, she was expecting to find Dina again and just get back to her old life because that's what she wanted. So she put the wristband back on. I guess, yeah, that's how I, I interpreted it too. Like when she left to go on that mission, she took it off because she knew that what she was doing was not in Dina's favor. And that was a gift for her. And then at some point when she comes back, anytime during her journey, when she fixes her fingers, when she sews them up, maybe she puts any time that we don't see, because it obviously takes weeks, maybe even a month to get like walking from uh, where was it? Wyoming to California. That's yep. going to take long a long time to walk that way. Um, so in that time, she probably put on a, her wristband in hopes that when she got back to the house, Dina would be there. And so she would still have that like, Hey, see, yeah, Dina's here. And then maybe that's where she leaves after it. She goes back to Jackson because that's her only other home. Or maybe she just goes on to just roam around because she feels like she doesn't have anything anymore. Yeah. I have to clarify. These are not my thoughts. These are things that I read online as counterpoints. I thought were really good. And I want to bring them in for conversation. Um, yeah. My interpretation, again, was that she went straight back. The thing that caught me off guard with her going straight back is, like you said, the house is kind of in disarray. And that seems, it seems like it's a lot more unkept than just a couple of weeks would have caused, in my opinion, anyway. Um, also, I said it would take months to walk from Wyoming to California, then California back to Wyoming. Even then, like, I mean, the house looks like it has been. The house looks substantially worse than it did when she left, and more so than it would than you would imagine would happen in a matter of months. Um, and I, I mean, I could be completely, totally wrong in that. Anybody could be wrong. Uh, but <laughs> the the response when you get into the house, Ellie's kind of understanding of how things are. She doesn't respond to how things are just empty, right? Uh, which again, you as the player. After the conversation with Dina, you know she's not going to be there. When you like, when you go to get Abby, you know if you make it back to the farm, Dina's not going to be there. You can you can just infer that from that previous conversation. Uh, but I don't know. There's the there's the part of me that definitely wants to have the hope for Ellie. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that that she finds Dina because that is her new purpose. JJ is a new purpose for her. But at yeah. the same time, yeah. At the same time, you know, Ellie's broken on so many levels, and shit. We live in a world without proper mental health support. There's no way that Ellie's going to be able to put herself back together. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it, it's up to the it's up to the player's interpretation for now. What kind of world that is? And uh, as far as I know, they're they have no plans for a part three or anything like that. Of course they wouldn't say anything I don't for a think long time. His anyway. exact wording is he doesn't know if he's going to go back. Neil Drucker. 
He doesn't know if his next thing next thing is going to be another game, like a new game, or if it's going to be Last of Us Part Three. So I'm thinking that means there's some sort of thought towards what a Part Three could be, but he hasn't decided. He said that yeah. like a week after launch. Uh, yeah. But then since then, he said that he doesn't want to go back for Part Three anytime soon. I could uh, I could understand why as well. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. 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 I mean, oh, people yeah. haven't played the game. Yeah, but look at the impact that it's had. Metacritic gets, Metacritic charges like her makes people have a three-day delay now, right? Like, mm -hmm. Look, they that, said that that had nothing to do with The Last of Us Part Two. That's what they said. Come on. I mean, come on. I think that was the <laughs> straw on. that broke come the camel's on. back, and I don't yeah. think anybody can, <laughs> can argue against no. that. Yeah. Like, it's literally like the most reviewed, most user-reviewed game on all of Metacritic because yep. people just wanted to fucking shit on it yep. the, day, the instant it came out. Yep. It's... <laughs> um, I mean, it's gonna have it's gonna have impacts for a long time. That's really not one that I expected, but I'm happy that it happened. Um, yeah. But if you look at the the response from people who have actually played it that reviewed it, it's remarkably positive, and I think Druckmann's only enjoyed that. Uh, now, I personally remember Corey Barlog's response when he saw the Metacritic scores go up for God of War when that released because he videoed himself watching it and he just started crying when the reviews crying. were on and they were all positive. Like, uh, I kind of feel like that experience was stolen from Druckmann. I don't know if the reviews would have been flushed out as positive as God of War, but I feel like the joy that he should have, uh, him and Hallie Gross and the whole team, I feel like the joy they should have been awarded was stolen from them in the weeks leading up to this, like in, uh, the weeks leading up to release. Uh, but it's still, they did, a, they made a phenomenal game end to end and they should all be proud of it. It's a, it's a fantastic experience. Not only them, but of course the voice actors, because Ashley Johnson kills it and Laura Bailey kills it. And the few lines that you get out of Troy Baker are some of the best he's done in his career. Like it's just, they're delivered with weight and emotion that nobody else could deliver to that particular character in those few of lines you know what i mean like you have a connection with joel he doesn't say much but what he says is just it hits in all the right ways what he says and doesn't say the the way his character responds the breaths the size everything is just nailed 100 uh, did you yeah. guys put the hat on all of the dinosaurs in yeah. the museum <laughs> i did not He's like is it is this gonna be a thing yeah, I, I put the hat on the first two, then put it on Joel, and when I found the second hat, I went back and did the rest of the dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> All the dinosaurs got hats. And then that asshole goes and takes off the hat and puts it on another dinosaur. <laughs> she said to leave the hat on. Yep, it's her birthday. Oh, man, that... that that uh Oh. Uh, that scene. One little note. I really loved what they did with the uh, the space shuttle launch tape. And how did you guys play the that little my the... from the first game where you played as Ellie and her friend when they got infected? Yeah, I didn't play it, but I saw a let's play of it. The okay, so it was extremely reminiscent of that scene where they're in the uh, the arcade and she's telling her all the stuff because the arcade doesn't work, and she's you're having to do the button inputs and you're just imagining all this and you're seeing the health bars and you're hearing the sound effects and it was just a really cool little nod to that and I was like that is fucking awesome. Yeah. The uh <laughs> the the way they call back to the left behind is great. Uh also also there is an entire comic series 
called American Dreams. I think it's what it is. Uh, that follows, I say entire comic series, it's a short thing, that follows Ellie before the events of Left Behind. And it tells a lot of backstory there, um, including where she got that switchblade. It's her, it was her mom's and was left to her. Because uh, remember when her mom left her to Marlene and everything else, like and then Marlene found out she was immune and everything bloomed out from there. Uh, there there's just so much to these characters in this, in this world. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. So I don't feel like we've covered everything about this game. One thing that I do want to hit on before we move on, cause I was getting ready to try to find a way to wrap it up, but fuck that. We're doing well. Uh, are we? I feel no, like we've, we've gone for a long time. Two, you got to pee. Two hours. You got to go? go to the bathroom. No, I just want to stop. All right. Well, <laughs> one thing, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, let, well, let me get one fun fact in real quick because I looked it up it. and I don't want to be lost. Go for it. So I looked it up. To walk from the center of Wyoming to Santa Barbara, California, takes exactly fifteen days. So it's at least thirty days round trip. And okay. also calculating, she probably had to stop and find food everywhere and, and camp, fight people. camp out. Yeah, so yeah, it could probably take a month to two months to yeah. like travel between. Yeah. All right. Thank you, J- thank you, JT. I appreciate that. Uh, real quick before we before we drop it and move on because we can drop it. Um, the transition from Ellie to Abby, right? You play through those three days in Seattle as Ellie. And I don't know. I knew that you play at Abby as Abby for a part of the game, but I didn't know where. But when that game cuts over after the events of the theater and the game cuts over and says Seattle day one and you wake up as Abby, how'd you guys respond to that? Because for me, I was told, like, at first I was like, I do not want to play through three full days of this. But then by the My end, my instant thought was, Oh shit, another 10 hours before I find out what happened. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like, that is that is a dick move because you gotta do all this stuff now. Uh I, I think I think I can sum up the feeling of how I felt about that by, by this. The entire time from when I started playing Last of Us 2 to that point, I was staying up way too late because I didn't want to go to bed. I wanted to keep playing the game. When I got to that point, it was about 4:30 in the morning. And I woke up as Abby and I went, you know what? This is a perfect time to save the game and go the fuck to sleep. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad point. Yeah. When I was, when it, when uh, I knew it was coming, like I knew that you played as Abby. And when that point happened, I was like, now I'm going to play through Abby's story and I'm going to see how she got here. So I was, I was just like, all right, well, time to play as Abby. I don't really like her, but let's get to going. And, like, the first time Manny starts talking, I was like, I could probably enjoy this side of the story because I like Manny. He's funny. I like the story about him fucking that weather lady. And then when you're walking through the kindergarten room and he's, like, uh, talking to the teacher and she's like, her too? And he's like, hey, a gentleman doesn't tell. And I was like... (laughs) All right, Manny's hilarious. I yes. want him to be on this journey with me the entire time, and unfortunately, he's not. But I was starting to go, okay, Abby might be fun because of the characters she's surrounded by, except for some of them, like, Mel. what's his name? Jacob or the asshole that... The guy that gets cut by Ellie. What's his name? Scarface. Yeah, Scarface. Scarface. <laughs> that guy's just a jackass all around, and he got exactly what was coming to him. Yep. Um, and but Nora, yeah, like, Nora sucks. So, 
Do what? And Nora. Nora sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so I was just like, okay, all right, this is this is fine. I guess I'm playing as Abby now. This might be all right now that Manny's with me, but. And I actually kind of liked Owen and like kind of felt real bad for him because I was like, he just wanted to stop all of it. He was tired of killing people in the name of some other person. He just wanted to live his life happy and away from all this bullshit. And we already know what happens to him while we're playing his, while we're playing as Abby. And like, he's like, you know, saying all the stuff about like, you know, the fireflies are no better than the WLF who, it's all the same, just a different name. He he just seems so done with it, and he's like, you know, I'm out, I'm out. And then like you know that Mel's pregnant, so he's like, I'm just gonna get on my boat and I'm gonna just fucking go somewhere. And Though, then, it sounded uh, like he was also gonna leave Mel. Like uh, she can stay here too. I'm out. Mm-hmm. She can she can handle the kid. Yeah. He's like, that, no. That's if she didn't want to go because he's like, I'm leaving regardless. So if Mel wants to come, Mel can come. If Mel doesn't want to come, she don't have to come. I'm just leaving. Yep. Yeah. It's like, uh, she's got a good support system there. You know, she's got a good thing going in Seattle. Why mess it up? But, uh, it, I thought it was like, uh, you're right. Cause you know, the fate of all of Abby's friends, except for Manny, when you get to play as Abby, right? Like, you know, how it's going to go for everybody except for, except for Manny. And, uh, then you find out what happens to Manny, but it's, it's a really good change of pace where, the game forces you to play as this person as part of these people who've been giving you shit so far while you've been in Seattle and against this person that you at this moment feel nothing but disdain for because of what she did in the early parts of the game. And it builds up that, that level of respect for her friends that, that want for Abby to do a better thing or find a way to turn around and then you get Lev and Yara, and you're like, all right, well, she's got a purpose, something to build forward towards, something to help make her better. And kind of sits in the back of your mind, like, man, things go really south for her at some point, because she ends up at that theater. Things go really south for a lot of people. I can't wait to see how this plays out. And you're right. You have another 10 hours before you find <laughs> out what happens in that theater. And then... That's, that's I think, a big part of why the oh-so-controversial statement of video games are too long blew up, like, yeah. the weekend after the game came out. Because it's like, all right, you get to this point where you want to know what happens next, and then it's, all right, start over from the beginning, play through all of this, and then there's a lot... that Her half of the game definitely has the most gamey sections to it as well. Like, that whole part where it's like, all right, now you got to go to the bottom of this hospital and find everything okay now you face the rat king it's like that that could have just been cut somewhere i mean you wanted a grounded world but there's the rat king who's not really that i mean zombies aren't grounded to begin with but yeah the cordyceps up until then weren't that cartoonish yeah and then it's like all right i've done that and then and then it's like okay now now you have to make your way across a bunch of rooftops oh well actually that was just before make your way across a bunch of rooftops to get to the hospital and then there's that crane, which I didn't tip my controller the wrong way, but she just kept jumping off. Like I just, I just be walking, and she wouldn't even like do the like sway. Yeah, it's not your I'd fault. I just be walking, and then she just go. Yeah, you did it right. You were good. <laughs> she just dove. <laughs> she yeah. had enough. Of it. Goodbye, cruel world. 
Well, yeah. like I could tell, usually you can tell when she's like, oh, and then you need to like readjust. But like literally there was three times I'm specifically thinking of where she's walking straight forward. She doesn't sway or anything. She just dives off in one direction. I'm like, what are you doing? Now yeah, I had over. that happen to me too. I was like, what the fuck? She was just <laughs> fine. Why did she jump? I made it the whole way with no problems. To make her jump like that. What the fuck? I, I actually didn't have that experience until the very last part where you're scripted to fall down into the swimming pool. Yeah, that's the only thing that happened to me is the scripted part. But all right, guys. As Josh said, we've been talking about The Last of Us two for almost two hours, so it's kind of fitting that we've gone this long. Two, two. Uh, but I want to close out my portion by saying that I enjoyed this game a lot i think it is a very important game and it's something that i might go back and play but if i don't that's perfectly fine because this was a good experience that i'm going to remember and cherish for a long time as heavy and as dark as it could be at points uh michael your thoughts uh actually it's kind of a question did did the second game hit you guys the way the first game hit a lot heavier yeah a lot heavier not at first. Uh, uh, at first, it kind of just felt like this is a completely different game. And then it started getting more and more heavier and heavier and heavier. Um, okay. and, and how about like for the ending specifically? Did those like comparably like second one was heavier? Or... Oh, the ending specifically? Yeah. The oh, end- yeah. Oh, yeah. Way heavier to me because in the like. It, I felt like it's more uncertain how two would end. Like, it feels more uncertain how two ends, where the first one, like, there is no doubt in my mind. I would, like, if I played that when that game came out, I'd be like, cool. That was one game that'll never need another game ever again. But, like, in this one, I'm like, I kind of want to know what the fuck happens to Ellie next. But the sec- the first one, I was like, I know there's a second one coming out literally, like, in two days. But I don't think it needs another game. If there's a second game, I think it should follow a completely set of p- different people and not follow their story anymore. So I have to say, like, yeah, this one hits a whole lot heavier. In my opinion, it, like, started off heavier. Like, like having played one and two right back to back, two is the better game hands down in all aspects, even the story. Like I, like I said, I feel more connected to Abby or connected to ellie and joel from that whole two than i did playing as joel and ellie in one like that's all you played as is ellie and joel in the first one and i felt more connected to joel and ellie in two when you don't even play as both of them you don't even play as joel at all and you only play as ellie like through half of the game i uh i uh go ahead i was gonna say the as far as personal impact, the first one had a better personal impact. That game stuck with me. Uh, and just the way it ended, okay. Like, that that scene is just so well handled for those two characters to end that, end that, that arc, that story, the way that it did. And like Josh said, two didn't need to happen. This, this game, The Last of Us Part Two, is like the video game version of El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie, because... <laughs> You had a really good thing that is over. It doesn't need more, but you gave it more, and it's only more of a good thing that gives you more story for this character. It doesn't give you a resolution. It doesn't tell you how they end their days. It's just more for them that that helps you with a with a post text. 
And The Last of Us 2 does that. It does that in some very uncomfortable ways at certain times. But it's 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 very good. As far as the endings go, the ending for one is more impactful for me personally. The ending of two is really good for how open it is. But I'm kind of at the same place I was for one where I don't need to know more. I'm happy to see that boat sitting on the shoreline at the startup screen in the daytime. That tells me that Abby and Lev made it. If they made it farther than docking the boat, if if the boat <laughs> fucking tipped over in the ocean while they were sailing and they didn't make it and it's just some random coastline, <laughs> I don't need to know that. I just need to know the boat made it and that gives me hope for them. As far as Ellie goes, I'm hopeful for what happens to Ellie, but I don't need more of that story. They can close it off there. Uh, I think both of these are are ended in really great ways for what they are. For me, I had a very a similar play experience for both games, which had very different impacts. So the first game, I played through part of it and kind of slowly, like the beginning. I think I got to the high school, middle school, wherever you where you get. And then I was like, I don't like the gameplay. I like the story. So I'm going to watch a Let's Player play it. And I hated the way he played the game. I was all about stealth. He was all about being an idiot and running in until he got it right. Uh, and I just couldn't stand watching him anymore. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to power through the game. And that was that was like actually when the like when PSN was down, like for because the the was it lizard squad was attacking everything and somehow that linked to trophies because i have no trophies for the last of us part one um but uh that um i I decided okay i'm gonna power through the rest of the game and i got to the end of it and i was like man that hit me that was that was a heavy game i don't want to play anything else right now i just want to sit and think about everything that just happened for the second game i was just playing it bit by bit for I think about a week. And then uh, my job, which I'd been laid off from for three months, suddenly emails me, he's like, all right, we want you to start back to work next week. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm gonna pick up the pace on this game. And so in two days I powered through everything that was left of the game. And I got to the end and I was like, this does not hit me as hard. And I think it's for me personally, a revenge tale, a game that's mostly about anger, even though at the end it's like, all right, we've resolved our anger and it's ruined everything. It just doesn't hit me the same way, especially the second half of the game where they're trying to make me uh, really connect with this character who's already done this thing out of rage that I don't agree with to begin with. And it just never quite landed the same way. Still in a great game. Gameplay is way better. Story is really good. It just doesn't quite hit the same for me. Like a revenge tale doesn't quite hit the same, I guess, as like a, a... father finds a new daughter to love sort of tale like that just hit harder for me and then that like sort of final lie from him to her at the end it just and then just cut it just it just sat with me them having to go through all the revenge she loses her fingers it's basically an allegory for you just you've cost yourself everything and what have you gained you gained nothing and for it I guess maybe it's a played out trope for me. I don't know. I still love the game. I still think it's unique. I still think it deserves like its place in like a honor sort of in video games. It's among the best things to have in the PS4, but it just didn't quite hit the way the same way for me. I feel that I, like you said this game is about it's about anger, but ultimately it's about, you know, resolution and release. And 
that carries a lot less. It, it, it has a lot of weight in words, but the weight of finding a daughter and getting a second chance and one that hits really hard. I get that. Uh, JT, what about you? Uh, well, for me, um, uh, after hearing both of you talk, I will agree that the ending of one was more impactful for me because it stuck with me. But the smaller moments of two stuck with me more than the ending. However, I will say the ending to me was heavier than the first one because it's like you've been through all of this. You've trudged through you know 40 hours of gameplay and seen all of this play out. And at the end, Ellie's lost everything. And you just, me personally, I just felt so bad for her. Because I'm like, I understand why she made these choices. I understand why I made her play through all of this. But she's just lost everything. And it, it, it didn't impact me as much as the end of the first game. But it was a lot heavier to deal with. Right. Um, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Either way, both games to me are fantastic. And they go down as probably, honestly, if I'm being realistic, the best story-driven games I've probably ever played. Uh, as far as gameplay, you know, there there are other games that do gameplay way better in, in different aspects. But as far as story goes, those are two of the best games I've ever played. I got you. Yeah. Josh? What? Same question. I already uh, gave my oh, did opinion you? on that. Yeah. I think two is... Josh, you, me, JT. Oh, all right. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. So I guess one I, has a really great I ending. I praised you. That, Sorry. That was great because you came off my point about saying how two didn't need to be made. Oh yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. One has a great ending that is yes more impactful, but the way that two ends, I felt like he- I felt heavier about everything that I'd done through that game. Whereas one, it's only that small part. It's only killing everybody in the hospital that put any kind of weight on me. Whereas two, the entire game felt heavy. Yep. Like killing all of these people as Abby as Abby and Ellie was heavier because honestly, only Joel killing everybody in uh, the hospital is the only time you ever feel like you are, you are not killing bad guys. Where, like, you're killing bandits and zombies the rest of the time. This is the only time you're, like, killing, like, people that are trying to do good. Whereas in the other one, you're, like, since it's flip-flopping, you're, like, oh, the wolves aren't really bad. They're just trying to protect their people. And uh, the scars aren't necessarily bad either. They're just trying to protect their people. They're not actively, like, you know... But, you know, it's more gray in this yeah. one. And then the first one, it was it was gray, but, like, there was a certain point where it's like, oh, no, this is black. This is all, like, dark. This is evil. Joel, what Joel is doing right now is bad. Trying to save Ellie is not good. Ellie should die for the greater good. So I don't feel comfortable doing this, but I'm going to make these motherfuckers burn. Whereas in the second one, I'm just like, I think I think the yeah. first game does a really good job of making you think, okay, Joel's been rough. He's had a bad past. He's not a good guy, but he's trying to do good. Whereas the second one drives home the lesson that nobody thinks they're the bad guy. Yeah. Everybody is actually the bad guy. I think that's a good way that The Last of Us won that portion, that last hour of The Last of Us won pushing to the hospital. 
that bleeds directly into The Last of Us 2, right? You carry that thought with you the whole time. Like, I wasn't the good guy that I thought I was that whole first game. What, who am I now? Because I know there are other people trying to make their own way. Like Josh said, like, nobody's necessarily the bad guy. It's just people looking out for their own. Uh, but that's 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 the world that The Last of Us gives us. It's the wonderful canvas that Na- Naughty Dog has painted for us. Uh, with, the, uh, huh? The uh, I was I was just gonna say the uh, sort of the gameplay. Like I think I've sort of mentioned this before. The gameplay for me, I think, is what really does it. Because the first game, because you're in agreement agreement for the most part with everything Joel is doing, you feel a responsibility for everything that's happened. For me, in the second one, because at almost every major decision point that Ellie made, I disagreed. I never really felt responsible for what she was doing, so it just never landed the same. Like, the first the first game was the first time in a game where I genuinely felt responsible for what happened. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I made choices in, like, Mass Effect games and stuff, but I don't feel responsible. Like, it's a story that's still being told to me. But something about just the way everything played out in the first one, I felt responsible, even though I had no choice. And then the second one, it just never quite, quite manages that for me. Yeah, the first game fucks with your feelings a lot. Like as far as the, the weight and the responsibility and the connection you feel to that controller and the the person on screen being an extension of yourself. Uh, all right, guys. With that being said, we are going to wind this down, which Josh has been looking forward to for quite a while now. I would like to thank you all for joining us for our Last of Us Part 2 conversation today. This was a lot of fun. I think we should do this for future titles, should anything have the weight and importance to us that this game apparently did. Uh, Truesdale, I want to thank you for joining us today. It was great to have you. JT, thank you for doing a podcast. It was great to have you as well. It's really fun <laughs> to have fun. you on. Yes. And goodbye. Yes. <laughs> bye. And, and, and bye. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'll try to find it's something to bring him back. And his final his grand exit. <laughs> I came here because somebody said something about the last of us. <laughs> all right. Uh, nah, I might come back in a few. All right. Join us join us in a couple of weeks when I for whatever reason decide to do a Neo two podcast and I'll just bring these guys back. <laughs> bring JT back on and Forza in a couple months when that comes around. <laughs> We'll do a cyberpunk one and we'll all discuss how vastly different our stories hopefully are. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Yes. Right. We it might take till January to get around to that. We might have to do like a <laughs> cyberpunk series about like the way things are evolving for us so differently because if you so just, just started my second character and if you just I was think about, about I feel like instead of all of us talking about our cyberpunk experiences, it's going to be, we're going dark for a month because yeah. nobody's going to stop playing it. No, everybody. Yeah. Well, I, we're going to put this shit on hiatus. There's no way around it. When we I'm were trying to figure out how I can get my job to fire me in the month of November, <laughs> I've got, I've got some tips. I'll let you know. Uh, when we were playing the Witcher three, we're playing the same game and Josh and I are going back and forth. Like, dude, I, this happened to me. I did this. It's like, that's so weird. I haven't seen that, but this happened to me. Like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Like we were playing the same game, but had such vastly different experiences. And if the Witcher focused around one character can do that, I cannot wait to see what cyberpunk offers us. Yeah. Um, especially since they said the way side quests, I think it was announced today, the way side quests are going to play out. You have the potential to beat the game without getting to the ending, the main quest ending that CD project intended because side quests can come in and change that. That's, that much. That's pretty awesome. The, the outside world. Can yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm so pumped for this game. I'm so pumped. This is, yeah. Like I, I really hope this isn't like no man's sky. I, I, I expect so much more for them. 
But credits roll. <laughs> what? I say you got to turn around at the beginning of the game and kill somebody and the credits roll. There you go. Just, just wrap <laughs> oh, it cool. up. Or, uh, yeah, like in a near automata, you can take out your OS chip and you beat the game. <laughs> yeah, it's like you meet Keanu, you shoot him, game over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see when Cyberpunk rolls around. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Hard at Play. We, again, we go up bi-weekly on Roommates Gaming on the YouTube page for Roommates Gaming. I'm I'm messing something up. But anyway, check us out. Listen to us on podcast services. Do both. Listen twice. A couple times. Don't ask why and don't say that I told you to do it. Thank you for joining us. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye.